1: Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. You're listening to PHLY Flyers. That's right, PHLY. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. And it's finally happened, fam. Week four. (laughs) It's week four of PHLY, but we have done it. The gang is all here. That's right, we have Stephalicious D, Steph Driver, Kelly Hinkle, Charlie O'Connor, and me. It is the uh, long-awaited full reunion of the Broad Street Hockey we Radio We beat the regular show. season by a week. Yeah, we, we beat them. Yep. We, that's, it's, honestly, I didn't think we would get this together before Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> the American Thanksgiving for Kelly, not the one that's like next week or yeah. something. So, early, uh, so yeah. let's just get right into it. I should just do the intros like usual, lead it off with Stephalicious D, Steph Driver.
2: I'm so excited to be in our virtual studio together I'm pumped uh, the Phillies it's red October they're coming down here to come hang out with me so that's cool um, and I'm just glad I'm glad that we're getting together before preseason is ended like let's talk about these bums
1: yeah <laughs> it's it's exciting to have everyone here and it is exciting to do it on the uh, the day we're gonna. I think we might have found something out about the the biggest roster battle, but we'll get into that. Let's go right over to Philadelphia's number one hockey beat reporter, Charlie O'Connor. Well, I know yesterday we talked about
3: how you were going to be right, I was going to be wrong about Aaron Nola. It turns out you were. Aaron Nola pitched a gem. NJT. Got to see it in person. NJT. Hey, you know what? If, If they've got
1: Nola and JT rolling... Aaron Hartnell in 2010, baby. Forget the regular yeah, season. Yeah, regular season doesn't matter. Reset. Maybe they, all about they the both got divorced, and now they're ready to, I don't know. Wow, you really no. got that dark quick. I, it <laughs> looks like Aaron Noel is pretty happy. They made the baby announcement after the game mm. last night, so I don't think that's the case. Uh, last but certainly not least, the fly-by-herself, Kelly Hinkle.
0: So I broke out my Halifax Mooseheads T-shirt today in tribute to my boy, Elliot Daniel A., who's no longer with us. RIP. R- RIP. RIP, Yeah.
1: So let's get right into it. Uh, there are some guys still hanging around despite the uh, absence of Elliot Desnoyers, and we thought this would be you know, yesterday on the show. We kind of assumed tonight would be the final showdown between Forster and Brink, and uh, it's not. One guy's playing. Yeah, Tyson Forster <laughs> is in the lineup. Bobby Brink us. is not. Now, when you look at... The rest of the lineup, yes, it's very possible that like the other forward lines, that's probably what it's gonna look like. You get to these D pairs and it's, this is what we're doing day one though. Like I'm hoping this is just another game to get some guys some action uh, who maybe haven't seen a ton of it as they've been working some of these roster battles out. How do we feel? How do we feel about this lineup tonight? It's Couturier centering Farabee and Forster. Cates with Lawton and Konechny. Frost with Tippett and Paling with Delorier and Hathaway. Then you have York Risto, Stahl, Sandheim, Sealer, Walker. Well,
3: well, to me it's just like this is exactly, maybe not the individual lines and combos, but this is exactly the lineup we all assumed it was going to be. This is the 18-man lineup with Carter Hart as a starting goalie that we assumed it was going to be starting camp. And I can't say that, like I can't say I'm angry about that because this was the chalk lineup. It's just that you go through camp, you see the young guys, and then you get this. He really had me going it's yesterday. It's just Charlie. a little bit of a bummer if this is the way it turns out to be. That said, Tortorella did basically tell us this morning when we interviewed him that don't assume this is definitely the lineup. I don't even think he fully knows what the game one lineup is going to be, but. This is the chalk lineup. Let's be honest, and they went with it for the preseason finale. Which Tortorella said earlier this week, yeah, he views the preseason finale as pretty close to a dress rehearsal, not quite a dress yeah, rehearsal, but pretty close. He said,
1: like he was kind of vague about it, kind of Kate, like I don't know if cagey, but just like, yeah, maybe, like <laughs> sort of. Like, yeah, so he we're left gonna, the door open. You're gonna do he's purposefully my hope my hope Steph is that he's trolling us like he got me all pumped up yesterday Oh, no, we're we're gonna sit some vets kids are gonna. We got to play the kids We got to see who these guys are and then he rolls out like a pair of sealer Walker see, That's the like, one that really gets he, me he, Sealer he, walker. You know brink not in there H- How are you feeling about this lineup driver?
2: I, you know, it's kind of what I expected. Um, you know, when I call them bums, I don't really mean it. But also, I kind of mean it. If we look at this <laughs> defense, what, what is what is happening there? Will there be defense? Unclear. Um, I would love to see Forrester and Bobby Brink in the same lineup. Maybe it'll still happen. Brink did just play the rest of the preseason. So maybe. Maybe they're just giving Forrester a little bit more time.
3: I think that's it's a fair point that Brink has played a lot and it is possible that him being out of this lineup isn't saying that he's definitely not making the team it's saying that hey the guy played three games in four nights and yeah there were a couple days off in between but maybe they look at it as we've made our decision on Bobby Brink we don't need to see him anymore that's possible and that I would say is probably what people who want to see a more younger lineup should pin their hopes on i just like why not take another look at him like to me he he started camp pretty far behind and it's hard for me to imagine that he's fully caught up even with those the, the good the good games he played to me he needed that one last game to push him over the edge and now he's not going to get it I'm
1: not ruling it out.
3: I'm just saying I raised my eyebrows pretty high when they ran lines this morning and he wasn't in it.
1: I will say, just because cause we talked about this a couple shows ago, like we would have we it would have been nice to have that Saturday game that Brink played in that Forster didn't. Like, why not play them both in the three and four? And then, like, okay, so they're you know on an even playing yeah, True apples, apples. This comparison. does make it so they both have the same number yeah. of preseason games. But both got
3: four games, or will get four games.
1: So, like, it will be even. I,
0: I think. <laughs> I think the idea that they've seen enough of Brink to know that they want him is, like, the most charitable way to look at the situation. And for me, looking at the rest of this roster for tonight's game, it makes me think that they've decided definitively to go with Forster because he's a safer bet than Brink because they've seen more of him. He's been more consistently good for the team in both NHL games and also camps. Um, And I I just kind of think that maybe – all of the talk about playing the kids, I don't think it, it wasn't true. I think that we'll see a lot of them probably pretty quickly. But I do kind of think that Torts might be going with what he considers to be the safest lineup for the first game.
3: And I guess, I mean, my question, and this is really, because I'm not even totally sure how I feel about it. Because, as you said, the opening night lineup doesn't have to be the lineup they use most of the time. They could bring kids up. But... Like, and, and I'll throw this, I guess, Steph, I'll throw this to you first, but we, I think we can kind of go around the horn here. Are we angry? Are we annoyed that there aren't more kids in this lineup? Or are we still taking a, well, we'll give them the first game. They can do what they want as long as the kids play at some point.
2: Well, Chuck, I think it's pretty fair to say <laughs> that we're always angry. We are always angry. Fair. But no, I definitely think there's a lack of youth in the roster. So we've got Yam Cork. Sorry, that was legitimately an accident. We've got Cam York.
3: It was a good accident. We
2: have, you know, Faraby <laughs> is still kind of a, a youth at this point, but not super young. But then we've got, you know, Forrester is in there ish. Brink is still in there ish. But who else is young in this lineup? Zamola. It's, it's not in there.
3: Zamola's not in the lineup. He's yeah. Yeah.
2: So what are, what are we doing here? What are we doing this season when we know that they're not going to be competitive, but they're also not playing the youths? Yeah, that's upsetting. I think, they're, I think we should, we're right to be mad about that.
1: I won't say I'm mad yet. Okay. Because <laughs> like, the game is still, like yeah, the actual happened. game is a week away. And after that, they're going to play 81 more. I'm I, I'm it's a gar- lot of games, though. I'm guaranteed they'll play <laughs> Prepare 80- myself mentally I'm so guaranteed that they'll play 82 of these things cuz they did last year and it was the most pointless shit of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the there last 2 months of that season.
2: One season where they did not play 82 games and it was the season that they should have won the cup.
1: Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the the season after <laughs> yeah. that was maybe the most awful season I've ever watched.
1: That's to say they have to play eighty two games, I guess this is the NHL. Like, yeah. ask Alex Ovechkin in his pursuit of this goal record about eighty two game seasons. Uh, anyway, I'm, what I'm annoyed by is this opportunity it has given the naysayers, the most annoying people of the oh, Flyers no. fan base, that it's like. It's fucking training camp, and you're already mad? Like, be mad in a week. Okay. (laughs) But, like, it is given the opportunity of the people, like, oh, the same organization, like, to be like, see? Oh, yeah, they're going to play the kids, like... Safe. They're doing the safe thing. They're playing a bunch of vets. Delorier is gonna play 82 games. Like it has given those people yeah. the opportunity the haters to the annoy me. The haters and the, the losers. The haters and the
0: losers are in shambles over this they
1: might. They might be in shambles. Oh no. I, I, when I looked the Chuck's replies to the lines today, and I was like, oh no. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're, they're out. Oh, it, it's back. They're out. <laughs> it's back. It's back. Oh. No, it,
3: the one thing I will say about this, and I am I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical that Brink is going to ultimately be on this team because to me this was the opportunity to get him to have that one that one last impression. He's not going to get the opportunity to make it and I'm skeptical I'm skeptical that he's made enough of a case to overcome how far behind he was at the start of camp yeah. to truly earn a spot in the top nine if he's not playing in the final preseason game. That said, I would be surprised. I wouldn't be shocked, but I would be surprised if this is actually the defense core for game one. It
0: can't be ba- right. That's based the-
3: on what Tortorella said yesterday about Zamula, like you're gonna you're gonna say we're not bringing we're not gonna keep him if he's gonna be a practice player and he's got to play and we don't want to lose him on waivers and then you're gonna bench him for Sean Walker who like what loyalty do you have for Sean to Sean Walker
1: I, and like he's He's literally some guy. That's the... There's mystery about what's going to happen with Bobby Brink. Like, we can speculate on it. We can legitimately say, no, they should have given him another look. One more game. He should be in the lineup. Or maybe the... Like, there's different options here. I got to believe with the way this defense is set up. There's no way you go into the season... I mean three of your top six are going to be stall sealer walker that's a waste of it's, time it is it's a total waste of time because
3: you look at this defense and like yeah okay we're we're excited about cam york it's Travis Sanheim, we're hoping he bounces back. Raster the line, and we're hoping he shows last year wasn't a total fluke. But beyond those three guys, the rest of the defense is a waste of time. It is just a bunch of veterans who are just placeholders for the kids, which doesn't matter if you're not playing the kids. So, like, to me, and, and I, I will say that Torts did note. You have some
1: quotes from yeah, him, right? Yeah, he did
3: note when, when we asked him today about, okay, what's up with this lineup, essentially, for lack of a better way to describe it. And he basically said, I've got to get Walker back in. i got to get Stalzy back in. I wonder the fact that he got he to. specifically noted those two guys, because neither of them have got a ton of games in preseason, that those are the two guys that one of those two might not play in game one. They
1: just need a game. Yeah, like, they, like, need, they okay. need to play to play themselves back into <laughs> if, game shape, like, yeah. especially if they might not be starting the season that's playing the, a bunch of games. So they're not, like, they're going to play one preseason game, and then say they don't play for the first two weeks, and then someone sprains an ankle, or, like, their yeah. leg falls off because this is the Flyers, so that's on the table. I'm just gonna throw this guy out there and he hasn't played in yeah. three weeks. Like that's so my I, hope. I get that, that that's a possibility. Like and that's like there's options with break. This feels to me, with the defense at least, all right. He's just throwing some guys out there and this isn't what it's gonna be. No. At least even if it is this way for game one, which sincerely hope not. I bet you it ain't that way for game two. If it is, well, like think, maybe yeah. they're gonna mix and match a lot. Maybe there isn't gonna be a regular lineup. Maybe this is gonna be the Phillies for the first half of the season, I where it's like it there ain't no lineup. It's yeah. whatever I feel like when yeah. I wake up in the morning, like whatever my you know s- cereal spelled out to me that it gave me my idea for the lineup. That's a possibility too. Like Danoia might play game three. Who
3: the hell knows? Well, I, I guess, and I kind of want to. I want to throw this to Steph in a second, but one thing that. I'm curious about. Because, like, look, we're, we're the, the crazies. I mean, I cover the team. Yeah. But, like, we're the crazies who, who are going to linger on the preseason finale lineup. Like, it doesn't yep. actually matter. But my question is, is that given the issues this organization obviously faces in terms of the way they are perceived by the fan base. Yeah. Okay? That they're not trusted. And we're not just talking about injuries. We're talking about everybody lived through the Hexall era where they said that the kids are going to be a big part of it. And then the kids were marginalized in favor Branded of, man and of actively bad vets so like, <laughs> like so steph how important do you think it is from a, a fan base perception standpoint that the game one lineup doesn't look like this
2: i think it's hugely important because if you could don't get fans watching game one they're not going to watch game two they're not going to watch game 36 they're not going to watch game 34 that was supposed to be 74. I'm doing great with numbers today. But if you don't get them in right at the beginning, they're not going to watch the rest of the season. you got to make it exciting. you got to give them a reason to watch. And if they keep saying that they're going to play the kids and then they don't, like, now we just continue our abusive relationship with our hockey team. Like, that's gaslighting. So maybe they should actually play the kids. But I think the question that I have for you guys is – how do you think the fan base is going to feel about Tortorella when they're not playing the kids?
3: I'm I'm very intrigued to see. That's- well, and and we've talked about this on the show, basically dating back to week one, is that like. Tortorella gained himself a lot of rope with the fans last year. Number one, because everybody was just mad at the team. And yeah, Tortorella yeah. was the guy coming to yell at them. We mean guy. Yeah. Oh,
1: good. He's going to abuse yeah. the players. This is excellent. What but I want. also because we were all happy about he, he
3: it. did do a good job of getting the younger-ish guys. And, like, I know guys like Owen Tippett and Morgan Frost, like, they're not young, young. They're not prospects. But they are younger. They're guys that still have development left and whatnot. They're not you. <laughs> and Tortorella did a good job for the most part frost the first half not so much second half was better Tippett was real good cates was great in terms of of giving those guys opportunities putting them in situations that they're going to get a lot of ice time they're going to get heavy usage they're going to be you know asked to they're going to be asked to play a big role so i think towards did earn himself a little bit of slack in terms of trusting him to get the kids ice time however I don't know how much slack he's been given like he might get a game or two or a week or two but fans have been sold that they're rebuilding that the rebuild is in large part dependent upon how well the kids develop and it's very hard to sell that it's a rebuild that's all about developing the kids when the only kid in the lineup is tyson forester like that that, that's hard it's it's not impossible it's just hard
0: so, can we interact with these comments? Is that allowed? Oh, yeah. So someone said It's actually encouraged. We okay. just never do it. Ash here in the chat says, you guys want them to flip the vets for assets, so you have to play the vets. Yes, but not game one. Well, I, like, I, we're I just, not showcasing Sean Walker for a trade deadline deal on game one. I guess. I guess my
3: thing is that... There's something different about it being done in game one versus game two. Like, let's say, let's say you throw Igor Zamol out there for game two. Yeah. After two games, he's gotten one game. Same as if you threw him out there for game one, but more people care about game one. It's just, it it just, it's a more of a narrative thing than an actual, like, does it really matter whether Zamol plays game one or game two? No, it doesn't. But it matters in terms of what perception you're giving a fan base that is looking to get on board with this idea of a reboot.
0: And not only that, I think it also probably affects the confidence of the player. Like, if Zamoula oh, yeah. is getting in game one, he's going to be a little more hyped than if it's like, no, you're going to sit for Mark Stahl and then we'll throw you in game three. Like, that's not as cool as being in the opening night lineup. So I do think it's important that if a guy like Zamula is going to be an integral part of the team... For the season, which we assume that he is based on Tortorella's comments, it's probably worth throwing him in Game One, like,
1: for, and yeah, just like, and yes, I know we have to do the read, but I'm going to do it after this. <laughs> uh, 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 like, yeah, they have to play Cam Atkinson to show Absolutely. that his neck works. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's to like, play. He has yeah. to play 100. If you're going to trade him, he has to play. Uh, Mark Stahl, to me, I mean, he's. Like, that's chemo teaming in. Like, oh, yeah, uh, he's got blood clots and he's taking his life in his hand, but he doesn't need to play the first half of the season for a team to be interested going into the playoffs. No. Like, steady freaking defenseman that you can just put out there for however many minutes you need him and it'll probably be okay. He doesn't need to – he needs to play six games to make sure – like, you remember how to tie your skates, right? All right, cool. You're good. Like, there is a difference in the usage of the vets and how you're going to have to – uh How you're gonna have to, you know, bet on them. (laughs) <laughs> oh really <Is laughs> that, there, that, that's not is how I, I wanted NFL? to do it but that was a pretty bad one was, but, but I oh, appreciate the energy that you tried to bring like to it two sentences to get there and then I just combined them and it's like we're, we we're 20 minutes in that's and we haven't important. done it yet so football is back in full swing with another week of epic games and who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them it's DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL new customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets, DraftKings also has the full slate of hockey futures available from team points totals, division odds, postseason futures, player goal totals, and so much more it's the best place for all those ice sport wagers and you already know how great the NFL offerings are so get on, get in on the NFL week 5 action with DraftKings Sportsbook download the app now and use code PHLY to sign up new customers can bet $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sports. Book with code PHLY. The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in ONT. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources bonus bets expire seven days after after issuance eligibility and deposit restrictions apply I mean, the the beginning wasn't great, but we kind of screwed you up. I, I was just, I had other things. I think. tried to
3: add in the little like when you say the crown yeah. is yours to point at the point at the camera, like mm-hmm. you know, just trying to get some some crowd interaction here. I just had is to, void
0: an O N T Ontario? I don't Ontario. know if it's, it's definitely Ontario. To be. This I started out
1: saying Ontario, and then this other podcast I listened to that has the same read. The dude says O N T, so it's like. It's probably, I don't know. What else but could it be? It's gotta be Ontario. It's got, but like.
3: I mean, you, come on, you can't say ONT with Kelly in the room and she's gonna lose ass. her mind.
1: But like, is it it's the void in problem. Ontario, but the rest of Canada? I, I don't know. We we have too many other things to talk about right now. So with uh with Torts' comments, I guess this is how we should have set up the reap. Are we betting?
0: Would have been that, a good setup. Yeah. yeah.
1: Are we betting that he was being truthful like even if tonight's lineup is the game one lineup do you expect the rest of october and november to be what we want it to look like or is this going to be more of a down the line like as you were saying with um with tuamala maybe like or no it was andre who he said he's going to be part of this thing somewhere down the line Is down the line after Christmas? Is it November? Like, what do we think this, like, was he being truthful yesterday or is he just gassing me up so I would be happy for a day? So what I will say is that
3: in comparison to some other people, I am not at all optimistic about the Flyers' performance this season. I what? think they are going to be quite bad. But <laughs> I am actually no. optimistic that the kids are going to get a lot of playing time. I really think, and if if we're at the start of December and Zamola has three games and Brink hasn't been called up or didn't make the team, Forrester's been getting scratched and none of the defensive got called feel free to call me an idiot. But I really do believe that this brain trust understands that kids need to play and that while they may not play as much as some fans want them to they're going to get playing time and they're going to find ways to make sure that at the end of the day these guys have 40 50 games at least but i really a, do believe that
0: and also what is what would be the point of tortorella lying about that like he's not new at this he's like probably one of the most media savvy coaches in the league he knows that if you tell everyone i'm going to play the kids and then you simply don't do that, everyone's going to get pissed off at you. And what's the point of that?
3: Well, we're still going back to, and again, like Bill and I have talked about this for a while, it's just this idea of like the Flyers organization. And this is from the coach to the GM to the president they need to be rebuild trust with the families
1: yes. and they're like, unfairly and, 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 and that's getting impo- blamed for the sins of previous regimes because yes. it's all under the same banner exactly. Philadelphia
3: right. Flyers the same logo might be a different shade of orange but it's still orange <laughs> yeah. it's still orange so they all have to realize that and I, I have to believe given the fact that This triumvirate, and if you want to include Dan Hilferty, I guess that's a four person. Four Umvirate. Four Umverit. Four Umvirate. Yeah, let's go with that. Like (laughs) they're always talking about how they have to be collaborative. And I have to believe that if we're six games in and Igor Zamul is sitting as a seventh defenseman, that Dan Hilferty might, you know, give Jonesy a call and be like Hey, you know, where's this rebuild that you guys said you wanted to do? What, what are we doing here? Why have I watched five games of Sean Walker and Mark Stahl? Like, yeah, great. We're going to get a fourth round pick for this guy rather than a fifth. That's yeah. going to do a lot. Like, I that really, really do believe that these, these guys are on the same page that the kids have to play. Will they play as much as some fans want them to? TBD.
1: But I think, I think they're going to play. Steph, how confident are you that we're going to see these guys more than this first lineup? I mean, final preseason yeah, it's game not even lineup, the first lineup, lineup yet? It is still a week away. <laughs> I, I said it myself, and I'm like, this is the lineup. How confident are you, Steph?
2: Um, I'm gonna say I'm really confident, just because of the curse that fi- follows the Flyers around. People are gonna get injured. Like they're just gonna need more bodies.
0: Oh no! But, but That's a fair I point. Don't though. <laughs>
2: But like, listen, so here's where I don't have confidence. I don't know if I have the confidence yet that they're not going to bring up more veteran players. I don't know whether they're going to do that.
3: I just, I, I feel like, again, we have been burned so many times and I understand why people look at a lineup like this today. They see this pop up on their Twitter feed and it's just, oh, here we go again. Like, here we go again. But they just, they can't, Right. I think that just they can't. The entire plan is a rebuild. You can't spend half your season with the bottom three on your defense being Mark Stahl, Sean Walker, and Nick Sealer. And I like Nick Sealer. Like I don't, I don't really know Mark Stahl aside from watching him from afar. And Sean Walker, he was fine in L.A., but he's he's not part. He's a guy. He's no. he's not part of the future here. Is
1: the best way to maintain Walker's uh, trade status. Uh, Trade value, not playing him. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think that's accurate because th- I mean, may maybe don't if he,
3: remind it, it, if it he's is. just cooked. Yeah, you know? like he got he got injured. He wasn't the same after the injury. The hopeful the hope is that you know you get a useful right-handed shooting defenseman in what was a cap dump, and then maybe you can trade him at the deadline. That would be the ideal. But to me, like. Cam Atkinson is maybe the only guy on this roster, aside from Katuri, which is an entirely different situation because he's got a no-movement clause, he's Sean Katuri, but Cam Atkinson is the only guy on this roster where if he comes back from this injury and plays at the peak of his powers, where you could be like, man, he could bring back a seriously good asset. Like, yes, we talk about how they might get something back for Mark Saul at the deadline. They might get something it's back not. for Sean Walker at the deadline. Like, yeah, I mean, it's better than nothing. But that fourth round pick ain't saving this team. I it's I'd much rather see Igor Zamula get sixty five games than get a fifth round pick back for Mark Saul what versus if, nothing.
0: What if it's Pavel Datsuk though?
3: If it's Pavel Datsuk, <laughs> then yeah, I'd rather have Pavel Datsuk. <laughs> Kelly okay. definitely. Uh, I
1: I just saw. Oh, there it is. I did see a comment that I did want to get to. It's. You know, we can be as negative as possible. If anyone saw those Mishkov highlights today, I did. not Did he have um, a good one? A bunch of great dangles, oh, and then a yeah. backdoor goal. He got set up, and oh, he was just yeah. standing there. But the the dangles, like he he well, oh, like, that was that was the one from yesterday, right?
0: No, today too. Oh, Today too, he did it yeah. again. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, a bunch of dangles, and then got set up on like a Wayne Simmons backdoor slam dunk. Um, real, real sick. <laughs> I will say, like in terms of my confidence with this lineup, I'm, I guess I'm just disappointed because I woke up this morning, first thing I did, bought tickets to the preseason game tonight. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch Forster vs. Brink, here we go. And you know Tell how it. I got those tickets? I got them on Game Time. Oh, my That's God. That's right. Buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their be- and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped over the fun you'll have. I like to say you can stop stressing over the tickets and stress over this goddamn team. Uh- I won't. <laughs> game, time- game Time is the place for later minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And more includes hockey. Uh, Don't forget about that hockey. The Game Time (laughs) guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Code PHLY for $20 off Your first purchase Terms apply Again create an account And redeem code PHLY for $20 off Download game time today Last minute tickets Lowest price Guaranteed And that is something like The business side Has to be like No one is gonna come And like It's not as if I think Bobby Brink is gonna push A ton of ticket sales But at least it's something like, it's something for people to be excited about when they go. Well, you know what it is? And and this is, I think, what what, what I was getting at in
3: that back and forth we had with Steph earlier, is that it, the narrative matters. The narrative around the team matters, which is why something like a Game 1 starting lineup does matter yeah. more than the Game 11 starting lineup. Because once you create the narrative that they sold us a build goes on this rebuild thing because they, didn't, they, they brought up one kid and it was the kid who everybody knew was going to be on the team in the first place, like... That sticks. We've talked about it on this show dating back years. How it seemed like every time the Flyers would have the opportunity to to flip the narrative, where it would be a time for the casual fans to flip on the TV and be like, "Oh yeah, maybe I'll get behind this Flyers team." You know what would happen? They b- get blown out six nothing. Yeah. they're uh, ever all the fans be throwing bracelets. Every like time. that would just it would just be what would happen. <laughs> it would always happen. Oh, the bracelets. And, and now what you've done as an organization and credit them they did a good job this summer i think they got a lot of people back on board they they admitted they had to rebuild they hired new people they moved some people out they did a restructuring they paid lip service to the idea that like we haven't developed talent well enough we have to make changes there you know we need to play the kids if your first game involves you not playing the kids I don't think you'll lose all those fans, but you're definitely gonna you're gonna put those fans on edge.
1: And I don't think there's a need to put those fans on edge because a lot of these kids have played real well in camp. And like and we've talked about, maybe the perception of John Tortorella isn't the reality. But the perception is he's going to go veteran heavy. He's going to be a guy who, uh, like, you want them working hard. You want them trying to win. You know, coaches and players don't tank. Front offices tank. Front offices rebuild. Uh, But... If it's well, maybe we're gonna win another game because of Mark Stahl's leadership instead of <laughs> Zamula's like ceiling. Yeah, but it's he's like, what make, are we doing here? He's gonna make mistakes. It's like, well, then who gives a shit? Like, I want them to lose, so that's bad. Like, my, the the one thing I can say is, I think some of these kids are better at hockey than some of these veterans. Yes. So. Maybe this helps the the lottery. <laughs> like I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to come up with reasons, but I think we've talked through this lineup. It is annoying. Like there is no doubt that even if Game One is the lineup we want to see, this is annoying because it's going to be a week of this. <laughs> yeah, this will be with everyone. <laughs> this is annoying. <laughs> on, they lose but tonight. <laughs> but so we'll uh, I think it's time to move on to some Some predictions guys yeah. This was a staple for years of the Broad Street Hockey Radio show and I wanted to Break out some, uh, some flyers and some League wide predictions for uh, For the four of us today and I Want to start with some flyer stuff because this is PHLY Flyers X it's a flyers podcast XBSH. That's We've how I have 11. it in the headline We'll see if they <laughs> nice. keep it that way um, So we're going to start with just The leading scorers uh, You know, TK last TK. year, TK was a big one. Tip, it was great. Who are we thinking is going to lead this team in goals this year?
0: I mean, TK's the easy pick. The safe one. So
1: you're going to go with TK, Kelly?
0: If I were to place $5 on DraftKings.com Ooh, I on love the that. leading <laughs> score. <laughs> they they, they didn't be... pay
3: for the extra ad, <laughs> <idea>, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be giving yeah. them free publicity.
0: I would bet on on Travis Konechny. Just because I looking at the lineup, who else would it be?
3: Uh, I, I'll wait for mine. Steph. Uh Oh, who are you thinking? You, you going with TK? You have another guy in mind.
2: I, so like I could, I could be a little bit more cautious and be like, Oh, Cam Atkinson, he's a scorer, but we don't know what he's going to look like. And we don't know how much time he's going to play. And if he's going to be on the third line, probably not a a whole lot of scoring chances. Um, and then there's the, you know, the tried-and-true Sean Couturier, but I think he's just going to set up Konechny. So, yeah, Konechny, I guess.
3: Okay, I am going to... I don't think I'm going off-board here. I'm going to go with Owen Tippett. Oh! I think he takes another... The, here's, here's the reason like why I'll it. go with Owen Tippett. Number one, I'm just really excited about Owen Tippett. Yeah. Number two, I feel like just because of their respective styles of play, Travis Konechny is more likely to get injured. And that's a fair point. Owen Tippett is more likely to play more games. Travis Konechny might ultimately have a better goal per game ratio, but Owen Tippett may score more goals.
0: I would just like to I, just one had, moment vindicate.
2: Yeah, it's Seth. Sorry, guys. I had the thought about Owen Tippett, too, but then I was thinking about also his third line usage. I just don't know whether that's going to qualify. And then I thought maybe Travis Konechny is going to get traded. So I, I've definitely thought about all of those things, too.
3: Yeah, let me put it this way. I, I know he was on the third line today. I would be shocked if Owen Tippett isn't getting like at least like the third or fourth most minutes on this on this four record. Like Couture, if he's healthy, will probably get the most. me probably the second most. But like if Tippett's on a line with Atkinson and Frost, like they're going to get minutes and Tippett's going to get power play time. Like it's kind of like how Scott Lawton's always like on the third line. And then you look at the, you look at the time on ice at the end of the game and he's like third, right? Like they find ways to get these guys minutes if they like them and Torts loves Tippett. So like Atkinson, I I, I agree with you on Atkinson stuff, just because number one, I do think that there's an understanding that, He's older. He's not part of the future. That like, if you have to, if, if you're going to choose at the end of a game to go with Owen Tippett trying to kill a game versus Cam Atkinson, you'd rather give the minutes to the kid who might be here when the team's good, not the old guy who's 34. And there's the injury risk of Atkinson. I mean, he did miss all of last season, but I'm not worried about ice time for Tippett. I think they'll they'll find ways to get him minutes.
1: Yeah. I have to. I really really want to say Tyson Forster. Ooh, that but, would be bold. It's but spicy. like, oh, yeah, he's it's it's a little early. Maybe. But I and this is going to maybe inform one of my uh, one of my award picks in a little bit. All right. Bounce back season, Joel Farabee. Ooh, right. I mean, I would love it. I would like to. He's got too. the talent. Like, Joel Farabee has 30-goal talent. Goals he scored 20 goals in 55 games. Like, he has the ability to score a ton He's of goals. Good. I loved what I saw out of him in that one preseason game. Uh, you know, beat the reigning Vezina winner clean after intercepting a pass in the neutral zone. I I got to believe it's still in there. Like, it's not gone. And after watching what he did at the end of last season and then watching Jack Eichel in the playoffs coming back from the same surgery, I think he's back. I would hope so. And it's
3: funny, like, with Faraby and me, I mean, I was such a big Farabee fan going into his draft. He was the guy I wanted the Flyers to take. He was my guy. And in his early years, I was a massive like booster of him and his upside. It's just these last two years, I think even for me, like they've colored my view of him where I'm just not excited about him anymore in the same way that I'm excited about Owen Tippett, despite the fact that Joel Farabee's younger than Owen Tippett. Like I should, I, I should check my, my bias here because never I'm just like, I just watched Owen Tippett flash star level potential last year. Whereas the last two seasons, Joel Farabee has looked Kind of just like a guy, but I do. I have to remind myself that there's still a real good player in there somewhere. It's just a matter of whether you can bring him back out.
1: It is more likely it's Tippett. Like if you open up DraftKings, Tippett is listed on guys to score 30 goals, and he's got mm-hmm. shorter odds than Travis Konechny. Like he's probably going to score 35 goals. I'm just. I'm holding out hope that it's still in there with Faraby, so I wanna I wanna put it out in the world. I like it. All right, let's go uh, let's go to the Bobby Clark trophy. Let's get to the team awards oh, here we and go. go to the MVP. Uh, I wanna start it off with Steph. Steph uh, Carter Hart was the team's MVP last year. Atkinson won it the year before. Did that really happen? Evidently. We I don't, don't talk Fly- about that season. I don't think FlyersHistory.com <laughs> is lying to me. No, we, we don't talk about I that season. I do not
0: I, remember that I, I, at I all. Blacked I, out. I think I blacked out that entire season. As much yeah. as
1: you say that last season
3: was like it was a waste of time, no, the season before that was the real. That, that, that was, that was the worst season I think I've ever watched of, of Flyers Hockey. So
1: so it was, and then before that, Couturier won three straight Clarks. Who is it this year, Steph?
2: So I, I like to go back the the usual list of suspects, right? So Carter Hart, if he remains with the team for the entire season and he produces well, like that is, is an automatic choice. Sean Couturier, if he comes back from injury and is the guy that we remember him to be, that's an automatic choice. And other than those two, I cannot find another man on that team that could be an MVP.
3: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like Keneckne almost won it last year. Mm. If if Keneckney didn't miss the time he missed, he probably wins that. I mean, I remember I actually, and I'm not gonna say the player, but basically I put Carter Hart number one on my list and um and connecty number two. And the guy was like, I was kind of surprised you didn't pick connecty. Like, he was awesome this year. Not to say anything about Kart, about Carter Hart, but like, TK was awesome. And I'm like, you know what? I think on a game-by-game basis, I would say TK was the MVP, but he missed like 20 games. And that was that was my tiebreaker. And the guy was like, you know what? I, I get it. It's like, I disagree, but I get it. Um, point being is that connecty has the ability to be an MVP, at least if he's that guy that he was last year for 80, 82 games. I'm going to be i know i said i'm not optimistic about this team i'm going to be optimistic in one way and i'm going to say that we we do get back the good version of Gauthier, yeah. and he wins mvp
0: i like it i would wow. love to see that happen
1: i would be i mean he's the one who's going to get the opportunity yes like he plays all phases of the game he is the best player on this team if he's right so it makes the most sense uh but i'm going am going it's time
2: it's time for the Sean Couturier redemption arc. Like, it's time. Yeah. Everyone forgot that he was a great player. Everyone forgot that he won the selfie not too they long really ago. It's time. it's time. It's time.
1: Yeah. Y'all thought I was finished? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm going TK, though. I would love it okay. to be Couturier. I mean, it needs to be. <laughs> yeah. Well it doesn't he, need to be I just mean, like, if if look it, it does, if, he does, if if TK's if, if they're both awesome yeah. and TK wins it, cool. It's just like
3: Well no, what, what I'm saying is that if Couturier is bad, they're gonna maybe be this like the worst or second worst team in hockey. So yes. that's one positive idea. That guess. is
1: good, but also he's got seven more years. Yeah, fair. <laughs> and it, with a no move clause and a you know close to eight million dollar cap hit. So I very badly want it to be Couturier. I just think like, TK brings that in energy i think they're gonna use him more in the pk this year he's gonna get some breakaway goals uh he's really freaking good sure is he's good kelly have you uh given us your pick no
0: i'm gonna be totally weird and say scott lawton
3: wow that's an off-board pick the
0: new flyers front office are going to engage in a twitter like debate about how you choose an mvp is it the best player or is it the most valuable player? <laughs> and they will land on Scott Lawton, in fact, being the most valuable player on this team.
3: Well, see, here's here's one theory I have possibly in support of that. And this is me putting my tinfoil hat on. Mm. If we believe that they juke the stats to give Ivan they did the, oh. the uh, Barry Ashby award last year to up his trade okay. value. If they decide we're trading Scott Lawton next offseason... <laughs>
1: I'm just saying. There is there is no there is literally no evidence they could produce to tell me Ivan Provorov was voted the best defenseman. No, there they None. they could show me the ballots. Uh, there is They're absolutely nothing they could do to prove to me. Uh, like nope, I don't believe it. Sorry, like, absolutely 100%. not. There is yep. no way. Um, I, do,
3: I do like a couple people in the comment section are saying Cates as a good is sleeper. A good sleeper. I, I, that is a good sleeper. I I don't know if he's going to score the points. Yeah. But it's a good sleeper because if he takes another step forward, if he carves out a spot on the power play and finishes with you know, let let's say Sean Couturier is good but not what he used to be, and by the end of the year, Cates is the one C and Coots is the two C. Oh my! It
0: God. It could happen.
1: And we did see a year. We did see the year Wayne Simmons won, and it was like. And granted, he, I'm sure that was one of his 30 goal seasons, but I guarantee you, Jake and G had more points than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And it was like, yeah, but you mix in the other stuff too. Mm. And yes, it was simmer. Simmer is the MVP. So I can see Kate's being one of those guys. Absolutely. Um, this well, one's going to be fun. I cannot wait to discuss defenseman. who the best defenseman is going to be. He might not be on the roster yet. <laughs> uh, best defenseman. Provorov won three of the last four. I think he won four out of seven. Um, Did he, though? <laughs> that's, what it it's what, that's, that's what the record says. Yeah, this is what what it says Allegedly, yeah. he won them. This defense, I man, like we were just going through it. Like the game one defense. <laughs> Looks so bad. They like this team could have Connor McDavid and miss the playoffs based on what this defense is. Like, I, it's baffling how bad it is. But if you want to be in the lottery, you, it's pretty pretty good for that. Um, who's the best of this group going to be? Okay, who are we going to first? Steph, sure.
2: Oh God, as I said earlier (laughs) in the show, I have, like, what is, what even is this defense? I don't even have, like, an explanation for the defense other than there's some guys. Um, Maybe Cam York, like, Travis Sanheim is a really good defenseman. I can't imagine it's Ristolainen. If he, if he spends the whole season on the top pairing, it, it can't be Ristolainen.
0: Oh, he um, <laughs> he That's number one defenseman, Rasmus Bristol line into you.
2: Like who else? Who else is there? I just don't. This, this defense. And then we've been talking about Mark Stoll. What is the point? What is the point of having Mark Stoll in this roster? Why? Why did that happen? He's very tall.
3: If if Mark Stahl is used the way that Torts implied he wants to use him, which he's is a coach. Which is basically as a player coach <laughs> yes. who's going to play for 40 games and then be a coach the rest of the games, I'm fine, fine with it. Yeah. But I, I will believe it when I see it. I am expecting him to play however many games he can play before they trade him at the deadline. But yeah, Steve, I, I think I think York to me, like he's the if there's a favorite it's probably York, right? Like, he's got to be the favorite because he's young. He had a good year last year. This is going to be his first full season in the NHL. He's presumably going to get a lot of ice time as long as it doesn't end up in, in towards his doghouse. So, like, he, I think he should enter the season the favorite, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: if if it is not.
2: percent of the capable defensemen. He is half of the capable defensemen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if it is not Travis Sanheim, then Travis Sanheim absolutely fucking stinks. Ouch. Like, he, this is the worst defense ever assembled. <laughs> Cam York could, like, even if even if
3: we say that Risto regresses back into pre-last year Risto, all of these vets are exactly what we expect. Like, he, Sanheim could have a good year and still be outplayed by Cam York. Uh,
1: Cam York has, uh, I, I'm, like, going to have to, Travis Sanheim... Has how many NHL games of experience? A lot. It's he's got 416 games of NHL experience. So nice. he's, 416 more games than I have. <laughs> yes, but that's what I'm saying. 416 compared to 87 of Cam York. He has to be the best defenseman. There's just there is just no way that he isn't the best defenseman on this team. And if he isn't, uh, He's horrible, Bill. I, I he's think, horrible. I think this isn't. is the
3: only time I've ever heard someone pick a player to win a major award out of anger.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, like I'm picking him to be the best defenseman because if he is and he's the worst.
0: Well, I'm gonna say um, since I'm I'm still in my preseason, the Flyers are gonna be great bullshit. Uh, I'm gonna say Risto takes oh, hell another yeah. step forward. Spicy.
1: He'll probably win.
0: It's rock like Rocky is the defense coach, right? Uh
3: yes. Oh, no, no Brad Shaw, is oh, Brad Shaw, right. Brad Shaw is the defense coach. Oh, Shaw, that's right. Bradshaw is the defense coach.
0: Bradshaw worked with him over the summer. He taught him how to do hockey a little bit last year. He taught <laughs> him a little bit more this year. Okay. Given the state of things, I think Maybe. <laughs> risto might be the guy i, I do think this award that, is hilarious it, it's really funny I, it really, I do think Barry, there's, there's
3: absolutely a path to risto winning this award which is basically sandheim stinks again yeah york spends the entire year in the doghouse and mm-hmm. none of the kids step up and like risto could win it by default Nick because Seeley. like he's not bad do we <laughs> it could happen if we were to handicap this like the odds Zamula has a chance, right? Well, so so okay, so my pick and cause <laughs> oh, I I'm going spicy. I'm gonna say that in let's say <laughs> mid to late November, Emil Andre gets called. I knew up. you were going Andre.
1: I knew you and, were and going then,
3: Andre. And then goes on a great run, and we're like, he's the best defensive on the team. New Love ghost? It.
1: Uh, new, new ghost, ghost rookie, uh, rookie year. You, you, can, you cannot replicate the Shane Gosper
0: rookie. No, year Shane Gosper's also, rookie year, him. he put
1: up numbers that Bobby Orr didn't put up.
3: Yeah, let's not
0: curse <laughs> him with that kind of first year.
3: But I'm I'm going to have some fun with it. I'm going to say that that Andre <laughs> doesn't like doesn't get doesn't make the team. He doesn't get called up immediately, but when he gets called up, he solidifies himself as a
1: top four defenseman. And at the end of the year, we're like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, he's the best one. I like it. Now, uh, the my favorite award, and I'm not going to do the other ones because they're like nonsense awards and we they don't even have like criteria. Yeah, we don't really even uh, vote like on the, the yeah. other ones. Like, uh, but yeah. my absolute favorite award with such winners uh, in the past as Donald Brashear, Ben Eager, Riley Cote, Matt Powell, Andreas Nodal. Um, oh, Andreas
0: Nodal. Two-time a... winner.
1: Two-time winner. Travis sandheim <laughs> the Lindbergh.
0: Pelle- I, I don't
3: know if there's a better way to like describe <laughs> Travis the, sandheim's career as a flyer that he was two times improved. the most improved the first one was real like yeah. the first one was okay you like you took a big step forward, you became a top air festival on the team the second was one
1: was man you were bad last <laughs> year you've gotten better <laughs> the Pelly Lindbergh memorial most improved player award like once you win it twice shouldn't it be named for you I realize, yeah, right. I realized Lindbergh. Pelle- Limburg yeah, yeah, uh, passed LA, away but. in tra- tragic sur- circumstances, so it's like a way to memorialize him. But Travis Sandheim's won the goddamn thing twice. It's not like the MVP. Like this no. is like winning Rookie of the Year twice.
3: Amazing. Like, you don't want to <laughs> win this twice. You really don't. <laughs> so you want to win it once. Last year, like, if you win it once, year, never like, again.
1: Like, I, and I, but I guess it's if Owen Tippett scores fifty. Like he he wins last That's fair. He fair point. Owen Tippett wins it last year. Because he took a huge step. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was He's borderline NHL player, and it's like, oh, he's a really good goal scorer. This guy can play some freaking hockey. If he scores 50 this year, doubles his goal total, basically. Oh, I could see it. I could see like, it. I could see it. But there's really no reason ever to win the most no. improved twice, especially when you're not a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right. So uh, who is everyone's pick, starting with Steph for the Pelly Lindbergh Memorial Most Improved Player Award?
2: All right. You ready for this? You ready for this? It's going to be the three-peat for Travis Sandheim. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes. He's doing it again.
3: Like what would it it happen? It could happen though. He, could a bad have year yeah. he had a real bad year again. And if he comes out and scores, you know, like 45 points and is PP one guy and is back to, you know, not being a disaster in his own zone and in the opposite zone. Yeah. It could happen. If Travis po- Sandheim
1: wins this a third time.
0: Is <laughs> it possible that he's doing this on purpose? Like what do you get? Do you get like a Applebee's gift card and he's well, like well, so, really into it? So, so this he's, is like, the award. I'm going to every other year. This
1: is the award that's
3: voted on by the players. Okay. So it is. is it possible that, The only like, way Travis Sanheim can garner the him. respect no, it, yeah, of like They years. give him the award as a gag. <laughs> 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 Sanheim's
0: like, no one likes me anymore. I need to suck this year and then be good next year so they can all give me the special boy award again.
3: There we go. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly um, so what it is. So who you have, Chuck? So we got Steph. Steph has Sanheim. I feel like you're picking Sanheim just because, like... I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't.
1: <laughs> I can't. <laughs> so who are you picking, Bill? Um, you know, I like I feel like Cates was a candidate last year, mm. Frost was a candidate last year, but maybe this is like the Selkier the Norris. Where you get it as the achievement Like if Frost carries It over is he then Still a candidate because it was only Really against Arizona oh And in lost. the second half last year This is the one I'm struggling with most But I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Joel Faraby
3: Okay yeah. a lot of commenters were saying Faraby As an option he it, it, it He's ma- on that Sanheim it, it like. It's a good point it, yeah. it's a very good guess Because he is healthy He had the full off season he trained real hard this summer he looks stronger he looks a little bit quicker I think he is probably him and Sanheim Sanheim being funny but like (laughs) Faraby I think enters the year probably as the 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 smart pick yes. to win this award because you think you're, like, he's got to be better than last year, right? Charlie Cole, like he's,
1: he's small, like smart. He's got,
3: you all heard it. Yeah, well, I by, wrote it down. by association, sort of. <laughs> you're stretching for this one, <laughs> but I, I think Faraby is the he's the smart pick. Not that he's definitely going to do it because the guy still has to go out there and actually get better. Yeah. He does, um, but uh, but I think there's there's a real pathway for him to win it to win this award. I guess for me. You know, like I I want to pick and I think I'm going to, even though I do worry about whether he's going to ultimately fit with this coaching staff. I'm going to go with Cam York just because he's going to get so many more, so much more minutes with Proveroff gone. He's going to presumably have a big role in the power play with D'Angelo gone. He looked pretty darn good last year. I think he takes a step forward. I think he scores 40 points, solidifies himself as a top pair defenseman on this team at least, and he gets it. I don't love that pick, but if I'm not going to go with Faraby, I'm going to go with York.
0: Torres really needs to get over this Cam York thing. Maybe we're overblowing
3: it. I just, like... Like, we need
0: Cam York. It, it so does... It even, even it seemed like during this
3: camp that, like, whenever he's had a chance to, like, downplay York, he's done it, where it's like, well, you know, we I got my... Got, there's certain guys in the lineup that are locks, and then we'll see where Cam York fits in, and it's like, dude, he's a lock. Why? He's Cam York. Did you
1: see this defense?
3: <laughs> if you only go with
0: four, he's a lock. If you only go with two, he's a lock. <laughs> like, if he was older or not that good, whatever, but, like... In three years when the Flyers are theoretically a good team, we're gonna need Cam York to be a good defenseman. Like no, if it, we need that guy. If
3: if if the Flyers, want, with if the Flyers wanna look good, yes. they
1: better have Cam York. Yes. Oh Good call. Forgot all about because I did the game time and that's usually third, but I wanted to jump into that. Look at you, Charlie. That was a good setup too. (laughs) You missed it. He's like, "What are you talking about?" (laughs) Uh, If you want to look good, you got to go with Foco. Foco has the absolute best officially licensed gear for all sports and fandoms. Listen, it's football and tailgating season, but more importantly, it's Red October. I was checking out Foco last night. You know what Foco has? They have the Phillies overalls, baby, and they have more on the way, more designs. You want to get your Phillies overalls, you got to do it at FOCO, but they have so much more. Hoodies, hats, sunglasses, bags, everything you need for a game, whether you're looking for team apparel or... Yeah, fun accessories, like something maybe Steph uh, to add to her background down there. You know, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, anything you're looking for, Foco has it. Foco always has our back for Philly sports, and they have yours too. Get the best gear around by using the link in the description of the show. And for all non-presale items, use the promo code PHLY. That's promo code PHLY for 10% off. Foco, get your overalls.
0: If the Phillies do the thing, can we all come into studio in overalls?
1: Jamie in and Renee overall. on the Phillies show were wearing them oh, the other they? day. Oh, see, it's you didn't been done. do it, so you weren't wearing them. Yeah. They, did they? Did they get you a pair? No, I don't have a pair of overalls. <laughs> I haven't... So, I this so, guy. So, so, someone,
3: so, so someone asked me, like, <laughs> would you wear overalls? And my answer was, well, like, not yet. Like, let, let's if they keep winning, I'll leave the door open Should if they, they keep do winning. If the
0: thing. They,
1: yeah. they get to the World Series, Charlie is wearing overalls. <laughs> you
0: heard it here first.
1: Uh... <laughs> 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 oh my God, Steph! We got to get you a pair down there. You got to rep- <laughs> you got to represent. Yes. Uh, while you're down in in, in Cobb County, Georgia, Enemy with the territory. big boss man.
2: <laughs> I actually, I was just gonna, I was gonna show you because I talked to Foco themselves yesterday. This is this is my gritty bobblehead. Hold on, wrong direction, wrong way. Oh, nice. From, there from Foco. Oh, Hello. That's cool. He's he's in action pose oh, too. They
1: have for the toys that they have and stuff. They have all the Phillies players bobbleheads. In the, in the overalls, overalls? Oh, it's very good. very cool that's good uh, I'm be so, seeing I'm some obsessed. of those up here soon that i buy
2: i'm obsessed it. with the okay, so <laughs> phillies are fantastic i want the flyers to be just the most uh, the harmony of the pimbo locker room like that's what i want how do we get more himbos on the flyers
3: Exactly. Great question. How do, we, how do we make the Flyers more fun? You
1: know, Hopefully, they're going down this path. Watching watching Mishkov uh, throw that basketball over <laughs> his head, and he's like the least coordinated super athlete <laughs> I've ever seen. I think they're well on their way. I, I love it. Uh, we're we're so kind of running low on time. Let's, let's do a
3: real quick around the horn um, Stanley Cup final pick.
1: All let right, right. Uh, I'll start it off. I have... And who do I have? I forget. I didn't write it down. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I have Oilers over Hurricanes. Oh. Okay. Oilers. Okay.
3: I mean, I think, you know what? They we, have to get we, it we, done whether, whether you stole that from Dom L. of The Athletic, I'm not sure. But I believe those two teams were his top-ranked teams and his model.
1: Do you think I'm looking at models? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, if not, I'm on the internet looking no at models in- <laughs> anyway, go ahead.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Folks. <laughs> Folks, so are you shooting this to me? Yeah. Okay, I am going to say, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my Canes over the Dallas Stars.
0: Oh, damn! I was gonna say Stars. Now it looks like I'm copying off of you. I was loud. Fun. I copied
1: off him with the Canes. That was yours too. Canes over Stars.
2: Yeah. No, we're just because that the smart. Stars are like legit this year.
3: Well, are you are you picking the Canes to win? You could pick the Stars to win. Then we could be different.
2: All right, I'll pick the stars to win, only because the Hurricanes made some questionable moves this offseason. I don't really know what they're up
1: to. No, I, I have to—the Hurricanes are, like, the definition of a team you'd be sick of by now. They've been, That's like, the true. sexy team for about five years. They keep blowing it. This is this is exactly the team you get sick yeah, of. Yeah, but see, I, I like Eric
0: Tolson. Yeah,
2: we like, we like <laughs> Dr. C. That's, this is all about yeah. Dr. Yeah, Dr. It's, it's Totally about Dr. C. We love him. <laughs> But this is the last season they get a vote from me. Sorry, Dr. T. Like, okay. this is your right. This, this is, is my, my patience is running real thin with the hurricanes.
3: <laughs> this is shit or get off the pot mo- moment for, for the Carolina Hurricanes. Right, who do you got, Hinkle?
2: I'm going to say Ryan Reeves
0: puts the Toronto Maple Leafs over the top, and it's leafs over stars.
3: I am, I am
1: shocked. That you picked
3: the Toronto love Maple
0: Leafs, Kelly.
1: I was, I really struggled with. Players. I really struggled with Canes or Leafs, and I really thought you were you were going with Leafs. So I was, I had to go with Canes. But like That's again, true. like they have to get it done they eventually, don't they?
0: They have to. All right,
1: and that is all the time we have for you on PHLY this week. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. Very special thank you to our guests, Stephalicious D, Steph Driver, and the Flyby Kelly Hinkle. Uh, this is going to be a weekly thing. We're going to try to make this work so the, the show continues. You know, it's, it's a little different, but we still have the flagship. So thank you all uh, for listening. Thank you for hanging out. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Search PHLY Flyers wherever there are podcasts. Hit us up on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe there. Never miss a show. And uh, hit up our sponsors. They're all pretty good. We're giving you promo codes and everything. So hit up our sponsors. All right. My name is Bill Matz. For Charlie, for Steph, for Kelly. Go Fills. <laughs>